Welcome to Ready Steady Remake, the world's greatest podcast. Each week we take a film, we love it, we hate it, we remake it. I'm your host, Rich Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Rachel Tomo-Thompson. What's happening, Rich? Yeah, man. And Adam Schneid-Taylor. All right. Yeah. So, guys, we're back. Rach, what film are we doing? Okay, boys. This week we're going to be looking at a film which is 30 years old. Uh... Yeah. 30th anniversary this year. Ugh, so wow. that's pretty spectacular. Yes. But it's still younger than me. I know. Well, it's and us. And us. Like, it was our birthday. It, it was our anniversary. Not we apologise for the lack of episode last week. Yeah, we we had a week off. We got old. How old were you? I was 33. I was older than Beetlejuice. I'm 31. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> We had a lovely week. We all went for steak, didn't we? We did. I had three different types of steak. Yeah. Yeah. Leg, face, and leg. <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely. Face was the best. It was absolutely lovely. Eat that face. I did. Okay, back to the film. So it's 30 years old. Um, so back in 1988, um, the film was directed by none other than Mr. Tim Burton along with the musical genius Danny Elfman. It starred Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, Winona Ryder, Michael Keaton and Catherine O'Hara. Had a budget of $15 million, grossing $73.7 million. It won the Academy Awards for Best Makeup, uh, celebrating its use of stop motion, replacement animation, prosthetic makeup and puppetry, just loads of boss stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and the film went on to inspire an animated series, video games, theme park attractions, and soon there's going to be a musical on Broadway. And mm. fans are still very hopeful for a sequel. What is it, boys? Beetle Guys. Beetle Guys. It's Beetlejuice. From the director of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Adam and Barbara are ghosts. What's the good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? Their house is being haunted by the living. Maybe the house could use a little remodeling. And they can't scare them into leaving. They're dead. It's a little late to be neurotic. So they're calling on Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Who's no ordinary ghost. Yeah! You don't want his help. Can you be scary? What do you think of this? So, guys, as always, before we begin, tell me about Beetlejuice. How do you feel about it? When was the first time you saw it? Um, well, I reckon I saw it first, probably Channel 4 or something back in the day. Yeah. That kind of thing. You like, watch everything on like, Channel 4? Channel 4, back in the day. Those stellar <laughs> Artois films. Channel 4. Yeah, that, yeah, back that, in the day. That was my film yeah. education. I lived in the Highlands of, of Scotland. Of course you did. Miles away from anywhere before did. good internet and stuff. So those were real. Did you like, not have a video shop? Like yeah, a video store well, that you go ah, to? A little shed down the road. Oh, that's cool. Dreadful supply though. We had the screen machine. It was like a travelling cinema that used to unpack in the in the car park and stuff like awesome. that. Awesome. I know, yeah. That's cool. So Channel 4 was good. Good to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, Chad, about you? It was the first time you saw Beetlejuice? I can't really remember. I actually can't. I, I'm assuming it was when, in the 90s, maybe when I was probably a little bit old, mm. old enough. I remember being, like, scared, like, a bit, like, confused and a bit scared by it and a bit, like, like liked it, but mm -hmm. was a bit like, what's going on? And obviously, like, all the... Um, like when they go over to like the desert with that big sandworm, I was just like, it was it was a bit like visual overload mm. of, of madness. But at the and but when I watched it back as an like adult, I, I couldn't quite remember a lot of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I just had like images of the Beetlejuice and like certain things. So. You do remember the little snapshots, like the dance bit, the yeah. little the little head, the little head, the little head stuck yes. with me forever. That's yeah. stuck with me because it's tiny, it's tiny, hand yeah. prawns. Ham prawns, yeah, ham prawns, all that. Yeah. Um, my introduction to Beetlejuice, I definitely saw it at a young age. And the same thing as you, sort of visual overload. I'm not really understanding what it is. Is it comedy? Is it horror? I didn't really get it. Um, and then there was a Beetlejuice cartoon yes. when we were kids. And I used to watch that. I remember that. And I remember having Beetlejuice action figures. Mm -hmm. So it must have been a big deal. But, um, they were like sweets as well. Yeah. Like that. But, like it was quite pervasive as a as Yeah, a it was. Well, it's funny enough, for the film now, it's actually quite quite mature in parts it was only a PG when it was released I know just a PG mm. even as an F-bomb 
There is a bit in it's it a when few. yeah, Beetlejuice goes, "Oh, you yeah, cuck sucking motherfucker," oh, or whatever he, he says. He's yeah. like depraved, grabbing dick, yeah, yeah all yeah. over the oh, shop. Yeah, he's like shocking. How did they get yeah. away with that? I don't know. Um, apparently, just slipped by, and it was a PG when it was in the PG thirteen era, but just sort of went by. Um, now, thing with Beetlejuice is. Uh, it kind of stands up as maybe one of Tim Burton's greatest films. So I want to talk a little bit about Tim Burton. Um, what happened? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know what you mean. I'm, he was, he was really good, wasn't I, he? What's the yeah. last good one? This. You had this. Batman. Batman Returns. Um, uh, Edward Scissorhands. Mm, like, in the early 90s. Christmas. Nightmare, Nightmare Before, before Christmas. Well, he didn't direct that, but um, Nightmare Before Christmas still, yeah. I, I like Sleepy Hollow might be the last thing that he did that I enjoyed. Mm. I like, what's the one with um, Hugh McGregor? Uh, Big, Big Fish. Fish. Oh, that's good. Yeah. A lot really of people like that. Like that. I, really I know like you've that. got issues with it. No, I, I, I enjoy it. I, I think probably I like it because it's the least Tim Burton film of right. all his films. Yeah. Mm. Um, what else has he done? Quite in recent he years, Char- he did Charlie. He did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Alice in Wonderland remake. Alice in Wonderland was not. Um, good. Frank and Weenie. He did What We Do in the Cor- Shadows. Corpse Bride. That was okay. But, but basically, anything where Johnny Depp has a white face is shit. <laughs> so apart from like uh, the you know um, Edward and uh, Edward Scissorhands. But anything in the last sort of ten years yeah. that he's done has been pretty much garbage, right? Yeah, I yeah, agree. Not, not great. He just seems to throw it's white a face shame, Johnny Depp, really. Helena Carter in it, and it it is a shame. It, it is. is it is so good. Um, yeah, it was, and I think in the early nineties, Tim Burton was really something to be watched. One thing that I found amusing watching this was if somebody showed me Beetlejuice in nineteen eighty eight and said one of these actors is going to play Batman next year, I know I would have gone. Alec Baldwin is Batman at two and three, <laughs> yeah. and instead he picks the mouldy fat ghost. Um, brilliant. brilliant twice. Yeah, brilliant. Um, like, Keaton is so good. Keaton's great, apparently, he's, and he's only in it for like less than twenty minutes. I think it's yeah. like eighteen minutes screen time. Unbelievable in it. There's a bit as well. Have you noticed? Um, you, well, you probably have noticed it when he, you know, when he's in the house and like he makes that big appearance. Yeah, and he rolls out his arms and mm. he's got like bat wings. And he's got bat wings on his yeah. head and a little and he, bat on the top. And of he's the also thing. got a little uh, Jack skeleton. skeleton skull. How yeah, cool is that? Um, it's all like obviously Tim Burton sort of designs and styles that come through, which made this film so good. I think, as you were saying earlier, Rach, when they go into the afterlife, I mean meet all the people who've died and they're in the same position they died in so it's like the girl sawn in half and is it like the fag and the smoke that was Tim Burton's girlfriend you know what the legs were yeah. yeah, just the legs. Yeah, just yeah. the legs. Not the other half. No, no, no. Um, I think the design of the film just did the legs. is amazing. I always loved the flat man on the rails. Oh yeah, flat man, the bureaucratic. Yeah, it was like yeah. Sh- slides well, that, that whole thing is very. It, it's Terry Gilliam, but yeah. a bit better. Yeah, um, like, it's super it's, original. It's it's so good. Is it the, the bit when they go last check a room floor and they open the door and it's like the lost souls and they're like that used to fuck me up as a kid yeah. so much. It's terrifying. It's so, so br- thinking about it like. At the time, like, there was probably nothing like that. No, I that's bizarre. why it was so, like... No, I'm trying to think of what... It reminds... I think of Drop Dead Fred, but that came after it, like, yeah, way yeah, after yeah. it. But that, that, you know, there's not it's many so films brave, that I've put in it? the same just, sort of I, just, I, think, I think it started out and it was meant to be a horror and have a much more serious tone. And then Tim Burton got hold of it and Michael Keaton came on board and it sort of became this new thing. Mm. And you are right, it's, it's yeah, such I a think, bizarre idea. I think I read somewhere that, like, some of the cast were, like, a little bit unsure about, this? like doing it and he had to kind of beg some of them yeah. um, shout out to Catherine O'Hara in this because she is amazing she's, awesome. she's, she's so good in this film that whole sort of New York high art yeah. 80s style um, her outfits in the film are ridiculous there's one bit when she's sat down and her headband is gloves glove. wrapped yeah. around her head it's so good and also I don't know if you notice um, she's the jumper the jumper yeah yeah yeah, it's yeah. A, it's she wears jumper legs he jumper. actually wears it earlier on yeah. and then he's got the jumper and she puts her legs through it and has got braces on she's amazing in this film she's and, so uh, is, it, is it Otho her like interior oh, right, designer um, guy uh, from Demolition Man from Demolition Man <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly do you know he went because he died yeah 2010 or something this is about what yeah. song he had at his funeral yeah and yeah. He's, he had the Harry, yeah? Harry Belafonte uh, everybody like working on working on the time That's when he died, yeah. Amazing. Um, the other one that is less uh fun and a bit more serious the man who plays uh the father figure uh is now in prison for raping young boys, yeah. Ed Are Rooney, so from, uh, uh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the so, guy from Ferris Bueller, yeah. That's 
so interesting that you should say that because I watched Beetlejuice uh, yeah. last night mm-hmm. and there was a, there's a scene. Oh, God. Only... Where are we going? <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> no, no, no. It's very, what it's, did he do? All he does is he just, um, it's when Winona Ryder is like saying something. He's like, just leave me alone. I just want to relax. <laughs> and, then, and then he just kisses her on the lips. But it's just like, <laughs> re- oh. it's just like really, and I, at the time, and Out I didn't place. know that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? You did yeah, not convicted, need to kiss convicted paedophile. Oh, yeah. I know, so that's pretty grim. Uh, um, Winona Ryder. Winona yeah. Ryder turns up in this film, uh, mm-hmm. very young, and she's fucking brilliant. Yeah, so she's good. Awesome. She's real good, man. And like, Winona Ryder had a bit of like a drop-off point when she became like a shoplifter mm-hmm. and all this, and then Stranger <laughs> Things has just yeah, brought right her back. back. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love her. I think she's I great. I love her. She's a real, like... Comfort when I see Winona Ryder. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She's just, I'm like taking right back to my childhood. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. she just kind of symbolizes that she, a little bit. And I think that's what the film does as well. Interesting bunch of films she's done as well. Yeah, she, she really does. Yeah. Standard stuff. Um, all right, I got a question for you guys. Um, something that I've never really thought about and can't really get my head around. So help me out. What is Beetlejuice? What is he? Is uh, he a, is a ghost? So is he a human well, before? What? Yeah. He, no, well, it's uh, she's when they go f- manage to finally find the caseworker. Yeah, she yeah, says yeah. that he used to work for her and stuff like yeah. that. So I presume that he died like ages ago. And doesn't he say that he's like he's gone through the black an plague. awfully long time? He says he's yeah, been there yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's now a freelance and ghost also, exorcist. Th- there's this thing that if you are, it's, it's mentioned if you're a civil servant. Yeah, he's a suicide. It's suicide. So yeah. I think. Rumor has it is that he's he's a, he's like a salesman that yeah. did himself in, and he managed to worm himself into the bureaucratic side of hell or whatever, yeah. and that's how he's trying. But I just to think he's, he's been roaming around for ages. So where do we think he came from? What time period? Um, well, he said he went through the Black Death, didn't he? Mm. So I reckon he was a disciple. Well, that's got, I reckon he's Judas Iscariot. <laughs> Judas. He's Judas Iscariot. That's Beetle Judas. You heard it here first, guys. Beetlejuice is Beetle Judas. You heard it here first. <laughs> that's a fucking great Settled remake. Settled it. Um, All of us should have that made that remake. Great, okay. um, now, uh, jumping on to the future for a little bit. Uh, now, for a long, long, long time, there was talk of a sequel to Beetlejuice. Now, unfortunately, Tim Burton got wrapped up in the Batman franchise and chose to do Batman Returns instead of the Beetlejuice sequel, which was titled... Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. <laughs> That's a true, true story. That was the name <laughs> of the script. I know, I read about yeah. it. Now, the premise was that the uh, family open a hotel in Hawaii and it gets possessed by Hawaiian spirits. So they have to call him Beetlejuice, surfs up in Hawaii, <laughs> and he comes in to sort it out. Now, do we want to see this film? No. No. And What were they thinking? Uh, that is... <sighs> Why were they... What? But I they tried to mess with the title of the original, didn't they? <laughs> Go on. Originally... Uh, I think so. Beetlejuice is spelled J U I C rather than Ryan's Belt Star. Yeah, okay. So his character is, but the film isn't, is it? On the, no, the title film is on called the front, Beetlejuice. And I think that they had a problem with people pronouncing it and stuff yeah. like that. So the 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 company they had to the, spell it out. They basically. wanted to change the name, and initially it was going to be called like Ghost Hunters or House Ghosts. It was going to be called House Ghost, yeah. and then and the, then he got annoyed at this. So as a joke, Tim Burton said, "Well, why don't we call it?" Scared sheetless, yeah. And then apparently the production company were like, "Yeah, let's." Uh, I love it. Really like that. Let's. I love it. It's a that. great idea. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So the Beetlejuice thing is a funny one because in all of the film, uh, whenever it's written down or seen, it's spelled as in the star mm. Beetlejuice with a G and B E T, whatever it is. Um, Beetlejuice. And then on the Beetle film, guys? the film posters and like the DVDs and stuff, it's Beetlejuice, spelled Beetlejuice with no gap. Whereas the actual opening credits of the film, it's Beetle, Gap, right. Juice. So they have no idea, yeah. basically. Yeah. But then in the film, when they does that uh, charades moment with Winona Ryder, and mm. he actually, again, yeah, so yeah, does the Beetle, the and then yeah, does, does the, the juice. juice. And there is a bit when, um, what's her face, um, Helen, not Helen Bohm Carter, Tim Barton, <laughs> um, what's, her, what's her face, Gina Davis, mm-hmm. and she's trying to read it, and she's like, Bevel guy? But I think, I read somewhere as well, that the reason why they kind of, and the you know because on his gravestone it's spelt like the original mm. way that it's spelt that way because he can't it can't be like too clear for people to say it. So it's kind of they've got Stiltskin, is it? Yeah, Robert Stiltskin, yeah. Candyman, Bloody Mary. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. they're punishing him even Candyman. more, like making yeah. it more difficult for him to be released. Right. Do you yeah. Know what yeah. I mean? yeah. So yeah. Um, also, uh, am I the only one who actually finds it kind of sad at the end when they start turning into dust in their wedding dresses? Yeah. And they're it's sort a of, real good climax. It really is, yeah. isn't it? It's actually got quite an emotional kick to it, and it's kind of shocking how much at the end you go. Beetlejuice is the 
baddie yeah, in this. Like, oh, absolutely. Clearly, yeah. clearly like, the villain. A, a long way like the you... baddie. And the, the characters you like the least are just, they just don't know. Yeah. They're just, yeah. you know, like, they're not really bad, as I mm. said, but he is bad. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, find yourself, is. like, rooting for Winona Ryder and, and the ghosts. Yeah, like, you do. Yeah. You do. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, visual effects in this film because it's kind of just before, like late eighties, when, when we just before sort of visual effects and computer generated stuff is taking over, and we're looking at a lot of practical stuff and a lot of stop motion work. The snake, and you know when the, her art installation pieces yeah, come yeah. to life. Now, am I the only one who I love, love stop motion animation? Yeah. Love it. I get such a real like sense of nostalgia when I see it. I absolutely yeah. love it. Well, all the sets are brilliant. And what did you say? It was fifteen million. Uh, for the budget, yeah, fifteen million. That seems quite cheap for that what yeah. is an well, awful actually, lot. I of think only a million of it was towards the the, the actual art department. I mean, just set it. design of the house, the way they changed that the house. house yeah. That house, that is... extension they had. Yeah, got the, the bizarre extension. That's yeah, so funny. And the way that the walls are painted, this weird like grey, gravelly stone colour. Yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. It's got a real creepy vibe to it. So the set design and stuff really are amazing. And film. and that goes hand in hand with Danny Elfman. It's perfect music for that film. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. like, about time we spoke about it. Um, Danny Elfman, the first collaboration with... No, the second. I think he also yeah, did, did too, Pee-wee's but... Big Adventure beforehand, which right. is the first film. Yeah, I think that's why he used him. Yeah, um, uh, Danny Elfman's music. Uh, how do you feel about Danny Elfman? It's It's been overplayed. Like, you you know it from a mile off. Mm. And it's, I mean, mainly because of The Simpsons. Isn't it? Ma, 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 ma. But, but at, at times... <laughs> It's perfect. And the start to Beetlejuice is very similar to the start of Men in Black, the credit sequence and stuff, oh. and has very similar music. And, and you can see that that is a direct kind of like almost yeah. lift, very influenced sort of thing. But alongside the, the use of the clips over the Harry Belafonte tracks, it's perfect. It's so good. It's yeah. it Because... It, it makes it that, all, the, all the more strange more f- and weird. And, and more fun, because yeah. otherwise it would be too creepy, a bit too yeah. horror-ish. Yeah. It makes it more... Dreamlike, a bit more fantasy, that kind of side, and pushes it it into the PG, I think, Mm. uh, helps with that. You know, the... Yeah, it's so silly. That scene, the dancing scene, it's just, it's one of the best scenes in in movie history, it's got to be, it's it's so good. definitely. So, guys, it's that part of the show when Rachel tells us some stuff she's learned on the internet. Go on, mate, what's going on? <laughs> okay, well, I thought um, we should talk about the afterlife. Oh. Well, Go yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a central theme. It is the, a central the theme of the movie. Yeah. So, people who don't know what the afterlife is, but I'm sure you do. What is it, Rach? I'm going to tell you. Oh, thanks. The afterlife is the belief that an essential part of an individual's identity or the stream of consciousness continues to manifest after the death of the physical body. Wow. We're talking heaven and hell. I read that off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you read it very well. I did read it very well. So what I've got, I mean, there's there's different, there's loads of different versions and different views of mm-hmm. like what this could be. So as usual, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk us through Top five most popular <laughs> afterlife theories. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so before we get into the top five, so the <laughs> there is actually a Beetlejuice theory out there. I was going to ask Which yeah. just basically says that when we die, we continue to live in the form of ghosts stuck in a parallel dimension. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can be you know, free, freed from it is by an exorcist so that is like so I, I've got always got to get an exorcism if I'm in this world it's yeah. not like because isn't the popular one you've got a comp- task you haven't completed or something yeah the, if you unfinished business unfinished business and is that like I don't finish anything 
Like, yeah, that's I, true. Like, I'm, I'm going to be ghosting forever. I'm yeah. going to be finishing, like, packing away that box, I think it's more like... like finishing, finishing that story. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more like a quantum leap situation when it's like, if I've been murdered and I need vengeance, then I'm allowed to stay alive a bit to catch my killer. Oh, loads of them as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate, what's next? Okay, so the uh, top five is, well, I'll, I'll go no particular order, so <laughs> this one is um, the universe excretes us. <gasps> hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you say the universe shits us out Amazing. of its arsehole? Already a fan. <laughs> Go on. I want this. So basically some people out there believe that the world is one big brain yeah. and okay. we are just tiny particles functioning within that brain mm. and similar to you know, the cells in our body that like die and dissolve we do the same thing on Earth and Earth just removes us as it's shit. So you tell me the world's a brain. Yeah, world's a brain, and it literally just when it's ready, it just we just dissolve. Have I got another done a world a, in my brain? Done our job. <laughs> Have I got a world in my brain? You've that, got well, all the worlds in your brain. <laughs> That's a bit it's a bit Hitchhiker's Guide, that isn't it? Yeah, where everyone's the the mice in the, in the the great computer trying to yeah. solve yeah, yeah. the big question. That's I think if if we're the bits in the brain, we're the bits just watching Netflix all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just chilling. Yeah, out. Just, I'm the lazy. I like the make, headache is like. Of the brain, like the the government and the <laughs> and the, and the terrorists. <laughs> yeah, man. Do you know what I mean? Just like oh, the wars, just dead like dead fucking dead. doing my head. Yeah. Yeah. doing my head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Back to us having comfort. Yeah, let's just chill out and watch just, Netflix. Yeah, That's crazy. So yeah, there's there's that. Big oh, brain. what's next? Uh, what's next is we've got reincarnation. So now I've heard about this one. We've heard about this. Well, this is, is when... one of the most one of the like most popular. Do you, do you have like the official line on it like like what well this is the hindu theory because obviously okay. there's a lot of different reincarnations mm-hmm. so obviously there's a buddhist one but the hindu theory uh, which is probably the most popular one states that once you die the soul moves on to another body um, and as either a human okay. an animal an alien or something that hasn't even been, yeah i want to be an alien <laughs> that hasn't even been created but interestingly you can do it 52 million times before you can actually maybe return to a human form. Wow. So, so they just believe that it's just constant. Just constant. Bam, bam, okay, so bam. I keep going, but there's a chance I can come back as human. But not for long. So. But I've got to go through like lizard and yeah. like duck I mean, and what, then human. What would you want to You've come got back to do as? a million ducks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be quite happy as a duck. Holy crap, he's a dog. Chilling <laughs> out in my little just lake. A million different ducks. <laughs> just having a quack. Gotta get through duck. Yeah, yeah. man. What would you want to be? Me? Yeah. What would you want to come oh, back Oh, he's as? taking duck now. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be like physical, like real animals though. Can I like come back as like an egg? Uh, Can I come back as like a, a, like, like, no, a table? Like, which, like a fire extinguisher? Which egg? Uh, yeah. Light I'm going to just say yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay. I don't know want, the is that what you'd want him? I just don't know. I don't know if does it have to be like a living being. But it being? even says yeah, and it's something that hasn't even been created. So I'll be that then. I'll just be a dragon. Yeah, sound uh, unicorn. Well, Elon Musk apparently is creating a cyborg dragon. What? He tweeted that recently. Yeah, he's making a robot. He's just doing tweet, everything. He tweeted out, just so you know, guys, making a cyborg dragon. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, talking to Elon Musk, next one is a theory that he believes in. Brilliant. Which is the video game theory. Yeah, I like this one. So uh, many futurologists and Silicon Valley types. Do you know the Silicon Valley stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's, it's, build it's, I was hoping to ask you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like the, the epicenter for all technological advances out on the West Coast of America. Okay. Okay, sweet. So all them lot and Elon Musk believe that life is just a computer simulation and that we're controlled by a user, a gamer. Matrix theory. Matrix, yes. basically. And, and, yeah, and his and their justification is kind of enticing because they say that computer gaming, really since the mid-80s to the point that we're at now, has accelerated so fast mm-hmm. that the natural conclusion is that we'll be able to make simulations so real we won't know we're in it. Yeah. In which case, we're in we it. We could be in basically, it, Basically, yeah. and yeah. you don't know either way. Yeah. And hard to argue with that. Do you do you think we could be in it? <laughs> I think that sounds like a huge amount of bollocks, but I quite like the sound of it. It is quite cool. It's, it's, a coo- it's one of the cooler theories. I, I find it hard to argue, argue with the logic. It's just... That's fucking mental, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't know. It's a bit scary, though. Do you know what I mean? Well, a little bit, but... 
it's it's kind of better than life, Red Dwarf. I mean, a lot of lot of things have touched on it. Might be all right. What do you think, Rich? So. Do you want to be in a computer Listen, game? man, if you're telling me that I can eat a mushroom and go three times the size, then let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. <laughs> you tell me I can pick up a plant and shoot fireballs out of my hand. Don't, let's That's do what I mean, because we don't get the best bits of the game bits. That's what I'm saying. Mean? Like, if we're going to be in a game, at least make us fly. Where's and, like, my power-ups? Where's my one-up? One do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, let's come yeah all get... that. But have you tried? You, you just think... I tried to fly once. Nah, you haven't. I did you when I was you... younger. <laughs> You're telling me I didn't try. I tr- <laughs> Jesus. Go on. Come on, Icarus. Tell I me tried. what I'm sorry. No, sorry. basically, I had, a, I, I had a dream. I had a dream when I was a kid, yeah. and I, I, it was so believable that... I was could fly, mm. so I jumped off the top of the stairs, but fell down. Shit. Yeah. Well, you did try then, didn't you? I did try and failed. Well, What's that's, next? That's that theory debunked then. What's the next one? <laughs> what's the next one? Okay, next up is Heaven and Hell. I've heard of this. I, I, what's that? I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's it was just in the top five. Christian theory, I don't know if you know much about it. <laughs> Spirits Quite are it's eternal, niche. and if you're good, you go to heaven, and if you're bad... You go to hell. Is purgatory still a thing? Or are people forgotten about that Some one Some people are still there. People still into that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Not since Lost, I think. I always thought that was a weird Not one, since Lost, Not the show. Because like, you die. Lost if you, ruined it. If yeah. you've been a bit naughty, you go to purgatory, and then you kind of like work it off. That's um, like ghost sort of unfinished business stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I guess it's I always thought that's what Beetlejuice was a little bit... Like, I thought that was a bit purgatory Like limbo sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah, you might be right. No, that's, that's the dance. Oh, that was awful. Mm. Um, next one, mate. And then the f- last but not least, multiverse theory. Ooh, now, I'm interested in this. Yeah, I'm into all this as well. I'm really interested in this. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's an idea that there is a vast number of realities. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you remember a few episodes back, we had a conversation with Ben. Do you remember Ben? I remember Ben, the science guy. Ben's the science ben guy. Ben the alien. Yeah. Shout out to Ben. What's happening, Ben? Now, I once sat up with Ben and drank a bottle of rum and he explained multiverse theory to I'm me. I'm sure you remembered it all. And I forgot all. it all. But I was very, very, at the time, interested in it. Mm-hmm. And he said stuff to me like, basically, your life is your life, but then it's like a million times over in so you know different I'd... realities. But there's just different things that I believe the changed. idea is is that sort of every time in our life that we make a certain decision, there is an alternate reality where we made the opposite choice of that mm-hmm. version. So there is a version somewhere of me that is like a millionaire and has got a massive dick and <laughs> solid gold shoes. It's not this uh, one, people. Just so it's, you know. not, it's not this one. I'm it's talking about the good one. Um, yeah, man. So there's uh, these worlds where there's many versions of us, and that is it. Do you ever watch the old TV show Sliders? Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd seen it. Like Jerry O'Connell, and yeah. they could jump through different realities. Yeah. Yeah. And in one reality, there was a world where a spider and a wasp mated and became a deadly spider wasp that destroyed the world. Wow. Awesome. It was real good episode. I love it. I, I think it's so interesting that, because like, you're constantly making choices, aren't you? It's either that or that, and it's basically saying... You know, in some of the reality, you made the other choice, well, and that streams along with different outcomes and different versions of you and everything else in the world. Yeah, most of my universes are splitting at the point where I decide to buy a bueno or not, but most of them, <laughs> I buy the bueno. In, so. in all of them, you are the bueno. I'm the bueno in most of them. <laughs> that Rick somewhere. and Morty episode. Yeah, there's a bueno yeah. buying you somewhere. Yeah. That is what's <laughs> happening. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Hazelnut cream filled ads. All right, so um, I think that is the end of um, uh, Tomo's top five, which is our new segment. Mate, that was super interesting. That you know, was awesome. good. Nice one. So, guys, next up, it is time to speak to our guest. Now, I've got a very special guest. Uh, it's my friend, Carrie Edwards, who um, I would, wouldn't say describes herself as a spiritualist, but is somebody who deals with uh, spiritual energies and, to be honest with you, uh, knows stuff that I have no idea about. So I'm going to give her a ring, and let's see what Carrie's got to say. Okay, so, basically, Carrie, we've just watched Beetlejuice, and as you know, um, you're a very spiritual person, and I was wondering... Is there any chance you could share with us any experiences you might have had with what some people might call ghosts? Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, what I'd say, Richie, is 
it's not something that I bring up in conversations just spontaneously. So it does feel a little bit strange talking like this, but it is part of my world. So <laughs> I'll give you a few examples. Um, Amazing. I'd say sort of probably my first experience that I would say had an effect, which wasn't so much directly a ghost as in seeing a ghost, but experiencing something that we couldn't explain, was I lived in Egbert when I was in my 20s and um, came in one day and my partner at the time just said, just come and have a look at this. And laid out in the living room was a bunch of gladioli. And it was on the mantelpiece. Yeah. (laughs) And the way that the bars must have fallen, we, we left it for a couple of days because we couldn't understand how it actually fallen that way it was literally no way you could explain how that could happen wow (laughs) so that basically was a house that was an old victorian house Hmm. where that wasn't something where we actually saw something happen say my first experience of what i call spirit um because my my previous sort of jobs that I've done are doing healing work and a little bit of faith healing was um, when my gran passed away. I was very close to my gran and I was in London um, away when she passed and I had a dream of my gran, which a lot of people who I've spoken to since say that sometimes they do get visited that way in dreams. Uh, It wasn't disturbing. It was just very familiar because I was very close. But when I got back, a couple of days after she passed away I was in the living room with my elder sister and we both experienced the same thing at the same time and it's best described as what people call orbs where it was just light bouncing around the room and a feeling and I looked at my sister and I was like did you did you see that (laughs) she was like yeah saw that so it wasn't like with a lot of these experiences they're very subjective and you sometimes imagine you're but with this one, it was very much qualified by somebody else in the room. And we both knew it was a feeling of the feeling of how our gran used to make us feel. We knew it was our gran. It was, it was very, very hard to explain, but it was just a feeling that she was there. Yeah. Um, a very personal one that I had was um, when my grandfather passed. And um, this is a little bit, it was at the time very shocking, but um, City were playing because he was a City uh, supporter, you know. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but we loved him anyway. <laughs> but basically, um, he was watching the match the day he passed, and I knew because he'd had a heart attack when the parents had gone to South Africa, and he had a heart attack while they were out there. And he hung on and hung on until my mum got back, and he had a really bad chest infection, like a bad cold. And so I didn't want to sort of like be near him because I had a cold as well. I didn't want to make it worse. Yeah. But I knew I had to go over just instinctively. I just knew I had to go over. And he watched the match and then he had a heart attack and passed away. And at the time, my mom, because I'd done first aid training, was like, please, will you give him the kiss of life? Which, again, seemed a very strange thing to do to your own mm. grandfather. And it was a very moving experience. But again, it was a feeling like he'd passed something, a little part of him onto me. Mm. Um, it was just a, a, an energy feeling. So in terms of spirit, those are sort of, apart from when I do my healing work, I, I sometimes feel like I'm getting assistance. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say I'm psychic, but I deal with very subtle energies. Um, wow. What you might call the ether things uh, so to me it's a normal part of my existence but it's something as i say this is the first time i've actually talked publicly about it because yeah. it's very personal and i think a lot of people do ghost stories and they sensationalize it yeah of course you know, it's sort of like you know the, the, the ghost story the scary story um there are other things sort of negative experience i've experienced but i wouldn't choose to share that with you because Ooh. i don't want people to be afraid yeah no okay <laughs> Um, Carrie, one of yeah. the things that I wanted to ask that I'm interested in, uh, in the film we're talking about, they talk about exorcisms yeah. and being possessed by maybe like an evil spirit. Is yeah, that yeah. something that people are, that, that in the, the circles you walk in, is that something that is known to happen? Is that something that, that people the deal that with? I walk in, and again, it's not something that I would normally share, but I've actually had a possession myself. And no. I've actually had somebody who's also experienced one in the room. Wow. <laughs> So um, going back to the house of the, the first experience in, in Egbert, um, 
do you ever get that feeling when you go into a house where it just feels like one of the rooms doesn't feel very welcoming? Yeah, I know exactly it's what you mean. It's a feeling, yeah? And you can't quite put your finger on it. Yeah. Or you can walk into a house and it just feels friendly. Or you'll just you get a shiver when you walk in a room. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, I get you. Nothing, nothing, you don't see anything, you don't hear anything. It just feels a little bit unwelcoming. And I would say the, the first experience is something where um, I saw it happen to someone else was I had what I thought was a dream that there was like a dark, almost like a dark cloud, um, sort of suffocating my partner at the time. But I just thought I was having a nightmare. So I didn't really sort of think anything more of it until I woke up the next day and he told me the dream. (laughs) And that's what had happened to him. So I didn't, again, I'm very, I'm what I call an open-minded sceptic. With my spirituality, I do believe that it's a little bit like meeting it halfway. Rather than trying to find it, it finds you and it comes to you. So I, I always remain sceptical and I always question people and myself whenever these experiences happen. Yeah. But it's, it's almost like because you are open-minded, it, it does seem that you you maybe you're just paying attention to it a little bit more. Wow. So I have had quite a few experiences. And on a personal level, I've had a couple of what, what I would determine as psychic attacks where because I deal with energy work it sometimes you can leave your, your energy field a little bit open and vulnerable yeah so um especially um if, if you're tired it's almost like people come in under the radar a little bit like a moth being attracted to a flame kind of thing yeah um and I've had a a couple of experiences which again I won't go into too much detail for it was very unpleasant um and in one of them, it was actually when I was doing um, what's called zenshiatsu, which is a sort of Japanese form of um, acupressure. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, I had, a, like a, again, a sort of like a feeling like that there was um, eyes at the bottom of the bed. Oh. Didn't want to open my eyes. Felt very, very sort of like afraid. Woke up the next day and I had the most hideous, <laughs> it's a gross thing to say, but the most hideous gas. Like, like almost like a sulfury kind of gas. My stomach bloated. Oh my goodness! And, and it passed. It did pass, but it, it's those kind of things where a lot of the time it's almost like, am I having a nightmare? Am I having a bad dream? Yeah. Wow. It, it's that kind of feeling. Um, and so over the years, I've just learned how to protect myself. And there's many different ways you can protect yourself. Yeah. Um, but as I say, that's another subject. But yeah, that that is is a normal thing for me um so i hope that helps carrie that has been so helpful honestly it's so interesting i find this all fascinating i think it's really interesting um thank you for taking the time to speak to us today it's It's been super helpful so thank you very much and i'm sure i'll see you soon bye-bye now bye-bye bye-bye okay so that was carrie um super interesting thanks mate now guys it is that part of the show it's remake time Hey, you ready? Let's do this. Ready? Steady. Remake. Uh, Ads, you're first this week, so hit me with your remake of hit Beetlejuice. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, well, uh, you know, today's remake is uh, set here in our fair city of Liverpool. Ooh. In the early 1960s, where my accent stops. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering uh, whether you were going to do it. So, John, Paul, George and Ringo are just your average band. Oh, you know, gosh. gigging away, not doing too well. <laughs> and one night, they have a gig at the cavern, and uh, something's gone on with their rider. The normal ale that would turn up isn't there. And instead... Ew! Ale? The ale. Like their beer. Not the booze, oh, right. the drink. Oh, yeah, the yeah, rider. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So instead, on the table, backstage, <laughs> is a bottle of a strange green fluid with a label saying Beetlejuice on it. Yeah. So they're like, well, don't know. Let's give it a go. So they have a swig, go on stage and, pay, and play the best gig of their lives. No way. Like, outstandingly good. McCartney, he's everywhere. He's stretching up and down. The <laughs> bass is brilliant. Uh, John is, is on fire. He's screaming, steam's emanating off him when he's playing <laughs> Twist and Shout. It's brilliant. George is almost invisible in the background, but layering up a wall of sound so thick, it's just incredible. And Ringo... I think I can see where this is going. 
Ringo is the very personification of rock. Yeah, yeah, he's a rock man. So uh, play the gig. Everyone loves it. Yeah. Band are just, just loving the night, and they're unloading their equipment out into the van. And uh, just down the road, there's a bank being robbed. Yeah. So high on the energy of the gig, they step in. In fact, McCartney's there straight away. He's able to stretch halfway down the road and wrap one of them up. Yeah. John flames on. Flame on. Flames on, grabs one, burns him up. Nobody sees Harrison, but suddenly one of the bank robbers is in an invisible bubble. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) And then Ringo is clobbering some dude. Oh, it's clobbering time. So from that point on, the band take the world by storm and simultaneously taking names, kicking ass. Yeah. To the point where it culminates in them bringing down the uh, the Soviet Union uh, via <laughs> via a battle of the bands competition against uh, Doctor Doom in Latveria. Yes, and it's called the Fabtastic Four. This is amazing. I like that. I That's absolutely really love good. this. I'm a big fan of the Fantastic Four. I like the mix of the Beatles with them as well, and I would like to see a rock. I would gig love to watch in that. It kind of works a little bit. Yeah. Thanks. I'd uh, watch the balls out of that. I would uh, direct it with uh, well. I would bring back... If anyone's seen a little extra scene from Shaun of the Dead, you'll know that uh, Simon Pegg and Peter Serafinowicz yeah. do an oh, amazing, amazing Lennon and McCartney. They do, they do. So I'd them two. I'd have Nick Frost as uh, Ringo and and uh, The Thing, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe Mark Heap as Harrison. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Eldon, Doctor Doom. Yeah, nice. I'll take Kevin Eldon's Doctor Doom. And then o- obviously Edgar Wright. Mate, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I'm taking that. That That was boss. Well done. Good work. Thank you very much. Good work. All right. Um, Rach, it's you. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I struggled this week. Uh, (laughs) I got a text off Rach this morning going, I don't know what to do. (laughs) And I just sent the laughing face emoji. I love it. Um, Okay. So my director is Rob Rayner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rob Rayner has in um, Wolf of Wall Street and Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah, cool. he's in Wolf of Wall Street. He plays um, yeah. uh, Leo's dad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, I know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And he um, basically, I'm going down the Spinal Tap kind of oh. route. Okay, so it's a mockumentary. Nice. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's so like comedy, silly, stupid mm-hmm. mockumentary, and it's basically going to be looking at the life and works of Beetlejuice. So. Where we find Beetlejuice now is he is in prison. Okay. So he's in like this like... Like ghost prison. Ghost prison. Nice. Yeah, class. Um, so he's in a ghost prison. <laughs> I'm in already. Yeah, I like yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, ghost prison. Ghost Sold. prison. <laughs> Sold. Rachel wins this week. We'll see you next time, guys. That's, that's the end it. of the show. That's my roommate. Go <laughs> on, mate. Um, so yeah, so he's in like this ghost prison and he's kind of like old and fat and he's just <laughs> fucking fuming about life and he's just like still hang... hang- he's hangry. He's hungry he's hangry. and he's yeah. angry. He's we hungry. all get hangry. <laughs> we barely um, fall, but me are. And it, it basically just is going to be spanning back to when you know to how he originates and like where he comes from as we were saying earlier who's Beetlejuice who the fuck is Beetlejuice yeah that's something I want to know Um, but I'm gutted because what we said before was a much better idea (laughs) (laughs) he's just a normal dude (laughs) but I'm just going to keep going keep going keep going keep going going with what I've said so um, so basically he, he was brought up by his dad his mum died when he was younger because mm-hmm. she committed suicide and his dad fucking hates him, mm-hmm. hates him. He's like a, a car salesman and he's drunk and he's just like beats him up and he's horrible to him. So this is who Beetlejuice is and he, he grows up and he gets away, he gets out of his town and he goes to Harvard and he does a, a business degree and he, you know, <laughs> he's like literally the most charming, like oh, nice. successful. Like we go to quick interviews with like his old professors and his mates and they're like, this guy had so much going for him. He was awesome mm-hmm. and he could have been like, he could have took over the world. Then he falls in love. <clears throat> he's going to get married. Life is just going amazing for Beetlejuice. And then his missus as an affair <sighs> leaves him, breaks his heart. Beetlejuice spirals down, bloody women, (laughs) spirals down, gets on the drink, hangs himself. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Shit. Then it cuts to basically Beetlejuice in the world that we know 
and we cut to the the Maitlands. We have interviews with them and like how like that was you know a big part of his career. And he was an assistant to Juno for a long time. You know the woman. Mm-hmm. So we do all that. We cut to her and she's like, he could have been brilliant. You know he worked for me, but he was like feeling up all the girls in the office. He was just causing. So then they get rid of him. And then basically he ends up in prison. Goes to prison. Goes, Goes prison. to prison and then just spends his life um, just having, you know, hooking up with dead hookers and watching reruns of The Exorcist. Wow. Oh, I love it. What's it? It's just Beetlejuice. He's called Beetlejuice. Um, Ghost Prison. Yes. <laughs> Take my money. Tomo, you're doing the Lord's work, mate. And well um, done. Michael Keaton plays Beetlejuice. Yeah, perfect. Oh, very good. Because he's old. Perfect. Yeah, he is. He is yeah, old. Yeah, I struggled this week, guys. I, I loved it, mate. I, I was I, in. I, I think you want... have very much pulled it out of the bag. Have I? That's right. good, that. I'm a fan of Ghost good. Prison. Ghost Big fan. Prison. All right. Go on, Rich. It's my roommate time. Directed by Gilmero del Toro. Nice. We're in the Midwest of America in the late 1970s. And we start and we meet a family who are what you probably describe as the perfect 2.4 children family. White picket fence, live in a beautiful home. There's a mother, a father and a young girl. The young girl is played by, anyone you see Logan? Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that little girl in now. Yeah, she's yeah. She's really good. Uh, and we meet this young girl who has... What could only be described as a very abusive childhood behind the scenes. On the outside, they look like a perfect family. But behind closed doors, the father has a basement downstairs where he takes this young girl and performs awful things. Oh. Um, not sexual, weird, creepy okay. stuff. Well, I'm just talking about... going that way. I'm just talking about she does some creepy shit. And then the mother is also there as well. It's a really disturbing thing. Um, eventually, the young girl has enough. She snaps and she breaks and grabbing a kitchen knife brutally murders her own mother and father. Wow. And as she lays there crying over the corpses of her abusive parents, her imaginary friend appears, mm. played by an overweight Benedict Cumberbatch, mm. is Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice is a sort of kind of dark yet slick talking character who informs this young girl that there is a way to bring her parents back to life. And Beetlejuice is going to take her on a trip through hell because that is where her abusive parents are because they were molesters and murderers. And they go on this trip through hell to finally find her parents. And throughout the film, she then goes, she's bizarre crazy world Gamera del Toro inspired with these beautiful visuals and monsters and finally at the end she saves her parents then quick cut to black and we are left with this girl in her house crying over the blooded corpses of her parents as it was all in her head credits oh. that's the end of my film and it is called Beetlejuice <laughs> awesome wow heavy Awesome. Yeah, guys. I really enjoyed that. That's like early Del Toro, isn't it? Back yeah. To like, uh, Devil's Backbone. I'm going Devil's like Backbone, yeah. throw some Pan's Labyrinth Pan's in Labyrinth. there. Pan's Labyrinth. I could see Pan's Labyrinth yeah. a lot. I'm thinking, and I like the idea Kronos, of Cumberbatch smoking, lots of smoke, lots of crazy visuals. Just smoking. Just, Just everyone smoking. smoking. Everyone on the fags. Yeah. Everyone it's in the 70s, on the so everyone's on the fags. Nah, none of them e-cigs. <laughs> e-cigs are gone. We're talking old school yeah, factory old school. fag. Pre-cigs. Yeah, pre-cigs. So, guys, that's it. Those are the remakes. Uh, get online, get on Twitter, hashtag remake, and let us know which one was your favourite. Was it Ghost Prison, Beetlejuice, or what was yours called? The Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Awesome. There you go, guys. Votes are in. So, uh, it's the end of the show. But, guys, before we get to the end, Rach, can you tell us who won last week? Oh, am I telling it? Yeah. It's usually Schnezzy tells it. I know, well, I've passed in the book. <laughs> Is it normally you, Schnezzy, that tells yeah, it? Yeah, no, it's well, well paying attention there. Oh, and every, every well, week, Schnezzy oh, announces. Oh, I, feel, I, feel, I, feel, I, feel, I don't I feel I'll dirty. take it back. Take it back. All right, okay. Uh, well, it's interesting, you know. Why? It's a dead heat. Oh, go on. It's a three-way tie. It's three a three-way tie. Oh, so does that mean we each get a point? Or we, or nothing? Yeah, I think each... we should each get a point. I think we all get points and we all 
pat each other on the back. Yeah. All right, I'm taking all three all points. We should go for a pint. A pint <laughs> that we buy each other. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. brilliant. Yeah. So, well done, everyone. So well, well done, done. nice. Is, are we all even, Stephen? Is it three each? No, you're no. still a point behind. Fucking <laughs> oh, no. I know. I did, but that was a strong week for you this week, mate. Thanks, mate. I think this could be this one could be yours. Thanks, mate. But probably not. But probably not. Um, so, <laughs> guys, before we go, um, we're going to play a clip for the film no, we're, we're not, doing we're next not, week. We're not. We're not. We'll do that first. Okay, go on then. So we're going to play a clip for the film for next week. Um, Schneid, play the clip. Well, here we are again. Yeah, but this time we're seniors. And we're going to rule the school. Janda <laughs> <laughs> is so adolescent. <laughs> we are adolescent. We don't have to flaunt it. Okay, girls. Let's go get them. So that was the clip. <laughs> okay, if you think you know what the clip is, uh, do the usual tweeting at Remake. Um, we're also on Facebook. Check us out on there. We're also on Instagram doing nice little photos. Check them out. And Teddy's around. And also, guys, do a little shout out. Um, we had a, an article wrote about our podcast this week, didn't we? We did. It was a nice little bit of exposure. It was it? a lovely yeah. little bit of exposure. It was a magazine, uh, an online Liverpool magazine called La Vida Liverpool. So check them guys out. Thank you very much for the mention. Um, But now, let's talk to our special, special guest. Best bit. Best bit. Okay, have we got them on the line? Let's just say, uh, hello, are you there? Hello, is that that Beetlejuice? Sorry, guys. (laughs) I don't... What's going on here? Who's that? Who's that on the phone, dear? Who's that talking to me? This is this is uh, Rach, uh, Rich and Adam. We're from the... Oh, no, 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 no. You've got the wrong number there, girl. This is Beetlejuice here. Yeah, that, that's that we thought we... Remember, we arranged to chat. Ah, meet me, Ed's gone. I don't know nothing no more. Spend too much time with the exorcism, doing this, doing that. Ghosts, angels, devils. I don't know. I'm a beetle and I like juice. I'm Beetlejuice. <laughs> Thanks for having Beetlejuice in the studio there, guys. Thank um, you so he's much. gone now, is he? He's gone now. He's gone. He was on the phone. Do you think we should say his name a couple more times? Get him yeah, back maybe or... get him back. Try it again, guys. Try it. Try it. Ooh, I don't want I don't it. know. No. It's hard to get rid of them stains, isn't it? It is. <laughs> so, guys, that's the end of the show. Um, we'll see you all next week for more fun times. It's, I'm your host, Rich Kelly. See you later. And it's goodbye from Rachel Tomo Thompson. See you later. Goodbye from Adam Schned Taylor. See ya. See you next time. Sonora, I tell you friends I adore her And when she dances, oh brother She's a hurricane in all kinds of weather Jump in the line, rock your body on time Okay, I believe